Welcome to the KSL Real Estate Show. Hear updates on the national and local Utah real estate markets. We cover residential and commercial properties. Plus, get inspiring ideas to make your house a home from our sponsor, Osmond Designs. Here's Heather Osmond and Lindsay Ayers on KSL News Radio. Welcome on into the Real Estate Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ertz here with Heather Osmond of Osmond Designs. She owns the stores in Lehigh and in Orem. Heather, you're coming off a big 4th of July weekend where you got to be at Stadium of Fire. I sure did. You know, Lindsay, we have so much fun on this KSL Real Estate Show. We get to talk about anything and everything real estate related. You know, the 4th of July, I it's probably my favorite holiday. Yeah. I don't know. That and Christmas. Don't tell kind Christmas. Of a, kind of a toss up. But yes, Stadium of Fire was this last week. It was an absolute blast. I was able to get on stage, give away a sectional and some design hours. We actually had a manufacturer fly in to help do that giveaway. Journey was there, you guys. The I saw your pictures divers. on Instagram. You the were backstage. I saw the guitars. <laughs> I was like, dang, Heather. You guys, they had a red piano. It was so cool. Yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm kind of a little obsessed. I think I might need a red piano. A black grand piano is just not it anymore. It's a big, you know, oh, it was so cool. It's so cool. Anyway, the skydivers, the planes, you know, the whole thing. I just love America. So I think what's great about, you know, the United States and specifically Utah is there's so many entrepreneurs. And in America, we get to do what we want to do. Um, I'm so excited to have Danny Woodbury of the Woodbury Corporation as our guest today. You guys, the Woodbury Corporation, the largest commercial developer in the entire state of Utah is on our show. Welcome, Danny. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks so much for inviting me to join. So this, this is awesome. Yeah, we need. We think you need to dispel some rumors for us because you hear the word commercial developer <laughs> and you're like, uh, okay, you wait, guys wait, are... Danny, we have to introduce. Okay, Danny sorry, first. I'm jumping the gun. <laughs> We're too excited. We'll get there. Okay, Danny, how you know? How did you become in the industry, and who are you? Okay, um, so I'm the senior vice president of leasing and sales for Woodbury Corp. How I got in the industry, uh, you know, I got to go way back. I'm going to go back to 1919. <laughs> oh, so only. well before I was born, because <laughs> uh, I'm part of a, a family-run real estate enterprise, and that's when it started. So my great-grandpa in 1919, he actually wanted to get into the furniture business and start wow. his own furniture company. Oh, I like him already. Um, but he didn't have enough money, so he started flipping homes. And after a few years of flipping homes, he realized he enjoyed that so much and was making more money that once he had enough money to start the furniture business, he said, no, I'm going to keep doing this. So I'll really uh, credit him for starting this sort of multi-generational interest and passion for uh, real estate and commercial real estate. So I'm now in the fourth generation. And so I grew up in a real estate family. It was table talk mm. at, at dinner time. Wow. Um, you know, I remember... My dad, when he was shuttling me around on a Saturday morning to go to my basketball or football game, he would take a diversion. You know, he would make sure we would leave early and he would go show me some project he was building or working on uh, in, in the valley. And I remember at the time I was like, ah, this is sort of annoying. Can't we just get to the, the game? But after a while, I started to, you know, it, it planted that seed of interest. I remember uh, one time he was working on a hotel. He took me up to the hotel and he said, you know, Danny, you know, we're, we're giving you this tiny, tiny fractional interest in this, in this entity wow. and you own a brick. You oh, own nice. one brick of this building. And I thought, you know, I was probably like, you know, 12. I'm like, you're which, so proud. Which brick? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, go choose your my brick. name on it. But is that yeah. a lot of pressure though? Like what if you want to be a the horseback rider? You got to go into the family business. Yeah. There was no pressure to go into it, but, uh, there was clear, um, emphasis, yeah. I guess I should say. So lots of the family members uh, are not in the business. 
So we were sort of encouraged to pursue whatever our dream was, but we were trying to, you know, uh, the generation above us and the generation before that gave us a very intentional effort to make sure that we understood the value of investing. I remember my grandfather, once again, I was probably 12 years old the first time I attended one of these sessions. He thought, okay, I got to teach my grandkids the value of investing. Yeah. And so we'd actually have a session and get all of his grandkids around a, um, wow. in a conference room and he would teach us about interest rates <laughs> and present what? value and rates of return. That's and I'm like so 12. Cool. Well, it sounds like a fun oh, cousin sleepover. Guys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Should they be teaching this in school though, right? Yeah. I think they should. Oh. Anyway, so obviously, you know, it's not like a, a full course we were going through then, but it, it planted that seed of interest, which then turned into a passion. So by the time I got into college, you know, I, I, I thought, geez, I want to be a real estate developer yeah. and go into it. So my, uh, I decided to be you know, intentional about what I studied. I did engineering, construction management, facilities management, undergrad at BYU with the plan to get an MBA uh, at some point. I started working with the family uh, after graduating undergrad. And, you know, that dynamic is pretty interesting. Um, in some ways, obviously, uh, we have it easy being part of the family because we're giving a seat at the table. But in other ways, we don't because there's a really high level of scrutiny and expectation. You know, we have to be the first people in, last people out mm. to set the standard. Because I've noticed if I leave early, everyone else leaves. Yeah. And so, you know, we, we and I just remember like there was a moment in time I was sitting around the, once again. I was in a board meeting, and I thought to myself, okay, I'm, I was given a seat at this table because I was born into the right family. But do I really deserve it? Yeah. You know, am I coming to the table asking for something or am I bringing something unique and am I contributing? And I thought, you know, the only way I can do that is by leaving the family company for a while and trying to find a way to compete on an even playing field. And the best way to do that, I thought, was to go to a top level, top level you know, MBA program. So I prepared myself and applied and got into Harvard, went back east. Only did that. Harvard. Yeah, no big deal. Which was awesome and challenging and, uh, you know, pushed me to my limits. And then, you know, coming out uh, my last year looking for a job, uh, one of my real estate professors pulled me aside. He said, hey, I can tell you're passionate about this. Why don't you come do research with me for a year? Uh, stay, you can work at the university. At the time, I'm like, nah, that's not really what I want to do. But he said, look, I know everyone. And it was true. At the time, he was ranked the fifth most influential person in the commercial real estate industry on the planet. Wow. Whoa. And he said, I will find you an amazing job. Just come work with me for a year. So I said, okay, I'll, I'll take you up on that offer. Yeah. And did research with them and helped restructure sort of the real estate curriculum at, at Harvard, write cases. Uh, and it was, you know, I was in New York one time setting up a immersive program for second year MBA students. And my boss had given me a name of um, uh, a list of his contacts, which is actually, you know, I see these guys on Bloomberg and all <laughs> the time now. And one of them, he wasn't responding. And finally, the day before he responded. So he met and met with them. He said, come meet me at WeWork. And I thought to myself, how successful this, can this guy be? If yeah. he's at WeWork? <laughs> yeah. But we met, uh, we, we met with them. His name is Ben Shaw. And he said, hey, uh, I've just been chosen to lead this new real estate enterprise. In fact, we just had our IPO. We're now a $3 billion company. I'm like, I haven't even heard of you. And it was a, a spinoff from Sears and Kmart. So back in the day when they were around, they owned all their real estate and their real estate was worth way more than their operating company. So they did a, a giant sale lease back. They spun it off, raised the, the money on the capital markets, became a real estate investment trust, and had the mandate to release and redevelop all these Sears and Kmarts as fast as they could. And that was like four days before. Um, and so my boss, who was there at that point, he sort of seized the opportunity. He said, okay, I'm going to come in and get Danny a job. <laughs> wow, because he, he knows you're smart. Yeah, he said, hey, Ben, who's the, you know, the new CEO, he said, that's amazing. 
Danny would be perfect for you. Uh, here, he's done with me in a few months. It's a forward purchase commitment. He's going to come work for you. It's done. Wow. And the guy's like, um, okay, Danny, send me a resume. Send me a resume. Talked to him for 15 minutes. He's like, I can't wait a few months. I need to start on Monday. So a few days later, I was back in New- moved, moved to New York, and I was in New York working. Wow. And that was amazing. You know, com- you know, MBA programs, you pontificate about, oh, what would you do if you were starting a company and forming a strategy for investment? But few people actually do that right out of the gate. And, you know, I was employee number seven, working with their investment team. And over the first day, they said, okay, we own, you know, these 300 properties. Uh, we don't really know what we own. Danny, can you put them on a map? And I'm like, yeah, let's start <laughs> Make there. a spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like a we good, should probably know what we own. Put, let's put what we own on a map, <laughs> which was one. amazing that in New York, wow. you can raise $3 billion and not even know really what you own. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but we did that and I synthesized sort of the ideas of all the executives, put it together a business plan and started doing it for a while. Meanwhile, every conversation I had with my dad, who's the chairman of Woodbury Corp, every conversation I had with him for probably five years ended with, okay, when are you going to come back and work for us? Right. And in fact, there's a funny story. When I got the offer from this group in New York, I told him about it. And he said, Danny, do you sign the offer? And I'm like, I haven't signed it. He's like, don't sign it. I'm going to get on a plane right now. I'm going to come, <laughs> come meet you tomorrow you. morning in Boston. I'm going to tell you not to sign it. And so he flew out. And I said, look, you came out here for nothing. Here, come spend time with your grandkids because I'm going to New York. And, yeah. and I did. <laughs> and it worked out well in, in the end. But the point is, after a while, um, there were some great things happening with Woodbury Corp here more locally that I saw a great opportunity there. But also with this company, I sort of saw that um, I thought within 18 to 24 months, they were going to have some issues. And it was capital related and financing. They had a lot of debt. And I thought they won't be able to refinance. And, and it turned out I was wrong. It didn't take 24 months. It took 36 months, but that company is now gone. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, came back, worked for Woodbury. Woodbury. I've been here for about six years, and it's been fantastic. I love what I do. I'm one of the, you know, I'm happy to say I'm one of the people that I wake up on Monday morning excited to go into work. And, uh, you know, I'm in charge of all of our sales and our leasing. And I get to say, like, I sort of help people achieve their dreams. You know, when people come to me, they are um, looking for uh, a new opportunity they're expanding their business, and I get to make that happen. Danny, with Woodbury Corporation, thank you so much for being on the show. Stay tuned. We're going to be right back. We're back with the KSL Real Estate Show, sponsored by Osmond Designs on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Real Estate Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Arts here with Heather Osmond. She's the owner and interior designer at Osmond Designs. Uh, the stores are in Lehigh and in Orem, soon to be at Traverse Mountain, right? So excited. Can't wait for that store to come online. We're building a new store. It's going to be a mountain modern, just awesome store right off the freeway, right there by the outlet. So, yes. That's- Going to be so cool. Um, Heather, we are going to talk uh, commercial real estate today, which is something I know nothing about. Let me just be frank. I, uh, I'm not in the industry. I don't uh, buy and sell commercial real estate, so I'm going to learn a lot today. It's going to be a very fun show. If you're just joining us, we have Danny with the Woodbury Corporation on the show. Danny, what is your official title? I'm Senior Vice President of Leasing. That's my official title. That's amazing. Okay, so, you know, Woodbury Corporation signs everywhere. You're the number one real estate developer in the state of Utah. What makes Woodbury different than all of its competition? I know it's family owned. You've been in business since 1919. Your grandfather started it. Great-grandfather. Great-grandfather. That's incredible. Yeah, I think, you know, first... A little bit more about who we are. Yes, we've been around for 104 years, commercial real estate developer. If you look at us from like a portfolio standpoint, uh, you know, we have 
about $5 billion of real estate in 17 states, a big concentration here in Utah. About a third of that is retail shopping centers. A third is office buildings, uh, 25% multifamily, and the rest is uh, hotels and land and industrial. Um, so what makes us different? I think one is our longevity and our stability. You know, we are able to get things done in like in a downturn that a lot of people aren't able to do. Uh, one of the things we, uh, we we tout when we talk to bankers is we've never defaulted on a loan in 104 years, which is a pretty big achievement in our industry. It's huge. Um, I think one of the things that makes us different is we are multidisciplinary. Uh, first on the execution side, so we call ourselves a full-service real estate group. So if you think about it, if you wanted to own an office building, you may find an engineer to design it for you and an architect and um, hire a construction company, then find someone to lease it and a property manager. We do all those things in-house. Uh, so we have over a 1,000 employees uh, to get all that done and manage everything in-house. Uh, but also on the property types, you know, we, we do, you know, I mentioned our portfolio, we do a little bit of everything and it gives us an advantage on mixed use projects, bringing all of those and combining and sort of creating cities from the, from the ground up. Uh, and then I, you know, on specific property types, you know, there's some things I think we do as well as others. There's, um, some properties that I feel like we really, uh, far exceed our competitors. One of those is shopping centers, shopping centers, the, the leasing, you know, you're working with national tenants and we have the ability to um, lease in bulk and do, you know, we, we want to go do a deal with Cafe Rio. Well, we have five Cafe Rios, so it's easy to create the relationship and to leverage that. And we just see a huge amount of deal flow when it comes to shopping centers. And we have so much of them. I think it really allows us to build great uh, environments for, for retail, food, and entertainment. Uh, and also on hotels. Hotels are a unique business. It's more of an operating business than it is real estate. And we just have an amazing team. Um, you know, there's a lot of turnover in that industry. You know, I think of our general managers, the average time they've been there is like 30 years. We have very little turnover. And if you look at how our hotels compete with uh, competitors, they're always at, at the very top of the market. So those are a few things that sort of differentiate us. Just a few things. Okay. So Woodbury Corporation, obviously is very, very successful. You are part of that. Do you do your own real estate investing? Uh, I do my real estate investing through Woodbury Corp. So okay. it's it's all um, investing with uh, with the family in the projects that we're doing. That's incredible. Um, so I, I own a very small piece of a, a lot of projects. That's awesome. How do you find your deals? Uh, two ways. There's sort of a proactive and sort of a reactive approach. Um, a lot of it, you know, with just such a long time in the industry, a lot of deals sort of come to us. Uh, with people who need a partner. One of the other things that's a little bit different about us is we're happy to partner. We view partnerships as people coming and bringing complementary skill sets. And so we have sort of an inflexible investment mandate. So a lot of our projects are partnerships. So someone who realizes, you know, for an example, um, we're doing a project in Vineyard right now with a wonderful home builder, mostly home builder, who needed a little more expertise on the commercial side. So we were able to combine. We don't do single family homes. So complementary skill sets and, and together making a, a dynamic project. So part of that is people bringing us stuff and also us seeing certain opportunities. So, for example, uh, in the life sciences or lab buildings, uh, Utah actually has um, a thriving life science industry that, that isn't really uh, appreciated or overlooked, I think, on a national level. And we have, you know, we've done lots of this type of space. And so, you know, a few years ago, we said, hey, we, there, there's no space available. Let's go out and find those projects that we can build from the ground up or take existing office buildings and convert them to labs. So it sort of goes both ways. Wow. What's your favorite project that you're working on right now? Hmm. No, maybe this one in Vineyard. I'll talk a little bit about it. Um, 
uh, we're calling it Utah City. If you think about Salt Lake County, has Salt Lake City. It's the center of everything going on. Utah County doesn't really have a downtown. Provo is the closest thing. So we have the ability to create a city from scratch. It's over 300 acres with unlimited zoning. Has an amazing uh, team, uh, supportive local government. And you know, I grew up playing SimCity. If anyone's ever played SimCity, if you know that game, <laughs> it sort of feels mm-hmm. like we're playing yeah. SimCity. Mm-hmm. And uh, we want to create a better way for, not necessarily a better way, uh, a different and maybe better way for people to live, which is a walkable city environment in Utah County, which is sort of the, the center of the suburbs, right? And, and bring in uh, dynamic uses. So Huntsman Cancer Center just announced that they're going to create their second hospital there at Utah City, wow. which is a big, big deal. Um, and creating a, you know, a health-centered campus. And so being able to contribute on that project and think through how can we create a wonderful environment for people to live in um, is pretty exciting. I want some more walkability near my house. I got, I got an area for you, so let's do a deal. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. So Vineyard is one of the cities in Utah that is probably just growing more than any other city. There's so much potential. I love that you're involved. 300 acres. Can you imagine how yeah, amazing that's going to be? It's uh, up to 13,000 units. Wow. So over 25,000 people that's, could be living there eventually. That's incredible. Just in our project. Just in your small little Woodbury project. Yeah. That's incredible. Danny with Woodbury Corporation, um, we're so grateful to have you on the show today. I do want to give a shout out to Central Bank, who actually sponsors this show. Central Bank is a local bank much like Woodbury, where they've just been in business for over 130 years. They're safe and secure. If you are needing a loan, you know, residential construction loan, if you just need a good savings account for your kids, they're incredible. They have uh, loan meetings two days a week and they approve those loans. And, uh, you know, your stuff is not shipped out of state, which is incredible. Thank you, Central Bank love to partner with you. You're listening to the KSL Real Estate Show. I'm Heather Osmond, owner of the Osmond Designs Furniture and Interior Design Stores. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome to the KSL Real Estate Show. Hear updates on the national and local Utah real estate markets. We cover residential and commercial properties. Plus, get inspiring ideas to make your house a home from our sponsor, Osmond Designs. Here's Heather Osmond and Lindsay Ayers on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Real Estate Show today. Thank you for joining us. I am Lindsay Ayers. Heather Osmond is with me. She's the owner of Osmond Designs down in Lehigh and in Orem. Hi, Heather. How's it going, Lindsay? So good. Uh, you had a great four a July weekend last weekend where you got to host, uh, be on stage at least, a Stadium of Fire. You gave away a sofa. You were backstage with Journey. Like- you guys, it was incredible. We gave away a huge sectional. I hope the winner can actually fit the sectional in their home. That's <laughs> always a little scary. But it was so much fun. Okay, Journey, I think they have 10 guitars or so. They have a red piano. It was a great show. And I think not only did we celebrate America, we celebrate freedom. And it's just a great family-oriented activity. So that was absolutely a blast. Was the concert good? Do they just do oh. Don't Stop Believing like 20 times? Oh my like, gosh. That's all you want to hear, we went right? crazy, right? And yeah. not only was it just cool for kids, it was cool for old people like me and my mom. And we're all just rocking in the in the stands. I don't know how they're going to top that next year. Yeah. It was pretty fun. It's awesome. Um, today, we have Danny with the Woodbury Corporation on the show. Talk about just success stories in Utah. The Woodbury Corporation has been in business since 1919. We have Danny, who's the senior vice president yep. of leasing and sales, yep. sales, only leasing and sales. I mean, what a what a, an adventure, Danny. That's a lot of responsibility. 
Okay, Danny. So today we're going to talk a little bit about just market trends. What's going on in the country and then specifically in Utah? Yeah. So I think when you think about market trends, you know, breaking down a few of the key components of supply, demand, and uh, capital for commercial real estate, from a national level, things have just evolved and changed really, really quickly, quickly over the past few years because of the pandemic, because of higher interest rates. So first on the supply side, I mean, inflation has been a huge issue. Uh, you know, we were seeing locally, like beginning of the year, maybe six six months ago, on an annualized basis, some projects were, uh, you know, inflation was probably forty or fifty percent. Where we were, we had a scope of work, we had a price, we postponed it, we rebid the same scope of work four months later, and the price was twenty percent higher. Wow! So that was really really tough because real estate projects take a long time to put together, and when costs are going up that high, it's really challenging. So I think um, that's what we've been seeing nationally. It's definitely slowed. The big question is, will construction costs come down? And we're seeing some softening. Um, so we're hopeful that costs do come down so we can start some new new ones. But that's a huge trend that we're seeing. On, on the demand side, uh, you know, COVID, it, the government just put a huge amount of stimulus and capital into the economy, which boosted demand which was uh, helpful for commercial real estate uh, across all property types. Uh, I'm not sure how sustainable it was. I think, frankly, that's one of the main contributors to the higher inflation was people getting stimulus checks, was billions, trillions of dollars flowing through local governments to do new infrastructure projects. Uh, It was surprising to me when people were saying, hey, you're not going to see inflation. Um, Any traditional economist would say, hey, you dump trillions of dollars into an economy and you don't increase supply. Uh, prices are going to go up, and that's exactly what happened. Um, but demand, I think, with uh, you know, eventually the Fed and um, the government re- recognized what was going on, and the, the thing that they're doing to counterbalance that is higher interest rates that we're all seeing. And it impacts real estate in a major way, residential, commercial. It's a highly levered business. So higher interest rates um, decrease demand. And that's been challenging um, to deal with. Uh, fortunately, you know, for Woodbury, I think we um, we are very intentional about you know not just using floating debt. We fix our debt. We're able to create uh, a structure to try to try to mitigate that. But that's sort of what we're seeing at a national level. And what about in Utah? Yeah, I think all those trends are still impacting us. But what you have in Utah is a rising tide, meaning you still have an underlying strong economy. You know, you can look at Forbes or U.S. News. It's still the number one or number two best state for business. Uh, it has one of the lowest unemployments, uh, the highest fertility rate. You have growth here. And that growth matters, especially for commercial real estate, because the tide is rising. It's not rising as fast as it was. There's definitely components of it that are slowing. And when you look at different, different property types in commercial real estate, you know, the main food groups, uh, apartments, uh, industrial, office, hotel, and retail or shopping centers – and the interesting thing is, like, if you look at their relative attractiveness, they've they've switched places. It's been um, musical chairs the past few years, where you know, going into the pandemic, no one wanted to touch retail. Everyone loved office, for example. Now, it's totally flipped. Right. Shopping centers are have never Thriving. been more full, yeah. and people are spending money, and it's really the office that is is the laggard. Uh, there's no question about that. And a lot of that has to do with the work from home trend, which is real and I think is around permanently. I think the pendulum is sort of swinging as far out as it may be from the work from home. 
Um, I think one of the reasons why employers haven't brought people into the office in general, I think a lot of managers like having people into the office, but when unemployment is so low and it's so hard to find talent, it's tough to tell a new hire. They're saying, Hey, I want to work two days in the office and three days from home. It's tough to tell that person. No. Yeah. You're like, cool. When they they have options. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, uh, I see that changing a little bit, you know, unemployment is going up and in a different market where um, it's more employee and less employer focused, uh, that may shift and you're going to get more people working in the office. So office is the one that, that's really challenged. I mean, hotels are sort of an interesting. Um, during the pandemic, no one was traveling. Our hotels were hemorrhaging money in a bad way, but that's come roaring back. And it's been great to see both leisure travel, but also business travel. The business traveler is back. And so our hotels are performing uh, as well as they ever have. So, you know, we think that there's still great opportunity in Utah. Uh, the higher interest rates, inflation, a little bit decreased demand mean that our underwriting is constantly changing. A lot of projects that we had intended to do are now postponed. Lots of developers are in the same situation. So it's a constant um, evaluation process on, you know, have costs come down enough? Can we push rents high enough? Can we get attractive enough loan to move forward on the projects that we're doing? But we're still moving ahead on a lot of exciting stuff. That's incredible. So all of these commercial developers from out of state seem to be coming into Utah because it is such a thriving market. Do you? How do you feel about that? Um, mixed feelings. On one hand, the market becoming more of an institutional market is helpful. Okay, so by institutional, you mean really big companies and big lenders and big investors recognizing Salt Lake as an acceptable place to invest. That matters because it increases prices. So when we're sellers, the fact that Utah is more recognized means that uh, we're getting higher prices for the same level of of income on our properties. So that's helpful, but it does mean more competition. And sometimes we've seen people from out of state be able to replicate something that hasn't been done here and they're successful. Every now and then we're like, man, why didn't we think of that? And Mm -hmm. sometimes our own ingrained beliefs sort of blind us on certain opportunities. So there is some competition. Largely, though, we feel like we have a competitive edge. We have such deep roots. And often what we've seen is some of these groups come into town and say, hey, uh, we don't have all the boots on the ground expertise. We want to partner with you. So for example, there's University of Utah is looking to expand their um, student campus, uh, their student housing offerings. And groups from out of state have come. And one of them said, hey, let's partner with Woodbury. You guys have great relationships, you know how to do stuff locally. So in some ways it's been, um, it's been an advantage and an opportunity folks coming in. I love that. Yeah. So commercial developers, I think have a bad reputation that they come in and you know, it it changes hard. How do you guys deal with that? It is hard. You know, it's funny they mentioned that you can look at any movie and the real estate developer is always the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the guy who's kicking that You're old man so out nice of the house. But, but yeah. Goonies, he, yeah. you know, they're the guys that are kicking him out and they have to go find the gold. But yeah. then everyone's so excited actually when they can have a swig or a Chick-fil-A or you exactly. know, Cafe Rio next door too. Change is hard. Most people buy their home. They choose where to live because of what's there and not right. what's coming. Right. So anytime they hear of something changing, that can be frightening. And we understand that. Um, I think for us... The real challenge is, can we deliver a product that resonates with local community? And if it resonates, that means people are going to come there and those tenants, those businesses will thrive. And what we've seen often um, 
you know, university place, former university mall, used to be just a standalone traditional mall. We tried to get entitlements, approvals to do a redevelopment, create a mini city center, and the local community actually opposed it. Mm. Um, It eventually got approved. We're most of the way through our redevelopment plan, and it's thriving. It's working. It's beautiful. We've heard from lots of people say, hey, I oppose this, but I was wrong because I go there all the time. (laughs) Of course they do. I shop there. I eat there. Well, it's hard because, yeah, like you're saying, in your community, like if you guys build up, you take away my views, right? And so you have to kind of work with the community. You can't like alienate them. Do it in a smart way. I think the key thing is doing smart growth. Uh, I'm not a big advocate of just doing an urban sprawl and creating more traffic hazards. Mm-hmm. I think we got to grow densely, but around infrastructure, doing it in a way that, that mitigates the downside, knowing that all growth is painful, but we need to do it in the right way because the, city, the, the state is growing. And if you want your kids to be able to afford a home in your neighborhood, there needs to be more supply. There needs to, we need to find a way to create more affordable housing. And we like to try to do it in a way that is more walkable, um, and in, in a way that, that, that creates a sense of community and not destroys your community. I love that. Woodbury Corporation has such a great brand, such a great reputation in Utah. And I feel like anytime your name is on something, you know it's going to be great. I obviously am in interior design and furniture and, and that business. I go into a lot of homes. I actually do quite a bit of commercial work. And I just am so inspired by what you do. And it's always beautiful. Whatever you put your hands on, it's great. Well, thank you so much. I'll, I'll give credit to uh, our own team of designers and, and others that we hire for, for creating uh, a wonderful um, experience for people to come shop and live. Absolutely. We're listening to the KSL Real Estate Show. Today's guest is Danny Woodbury from the Woodbury Corporation. We are so honored to have you on the show today. There's so many exciting things. I personally did not know about the 300 acres that you guys own and are developing in the vineyard area that only helps all the property owners in the area. Property values are going to go up because of all the redevelopment plans you guys have. Uh, stay tuned. You're listening to KSL Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. We're back with the KSL Real Estate Show, sponsored by Osmond Designs on KSL News Radio. Welcome back into the Real Estate Show. Thank you for joining us. Lindsay Oates here with Heather Osmond of Osmond Designs. The stores are in Lehigh and in Orem. While you're out running your errands today, go refurnish your house. You know, it's just a great time of year to do that. It Hi. sure is. Yeah, Heather, how are you? I'm so good. How are you, Lindsay? So you know, good. We just recently gave away a sectional at the Stadium of Fire. It was so much fun. You know, it's always a good time to just shop. It's a great summer. We're all outside because finally the weather's good and um, redesigning, remodeling, building a home is always something that we're excited to help with. Today we have Danny Woodbury from the Woodbury Corporation on the show. He's the, well, I guess you're representing the Woodbury Corporation, which is the biggest commercial real estate developer in the state of Utah. Danny, let's talk a little bit about another cool project you guys have going on right now. Yeah, uh, Holiday Hills. Yeah. So that is the redevelopment of the Cottonwood Mall site in Holiday on Ooh, Highland Drive. Ooh, that's exciting. Uh, I Breaking up, news right here, yeah, guys. Yeah, that is exciting. Uh, that's a project I grew up shopping at. That was my mall growing up. And it was torn down, and it was a giant dirt pile for Forever. a decade. yeah. Yeah, multiple people tried to come in and create a development plan that worked. Uh, if you were to drive past it d- today, uh, we are underway on a new uh, new project that is a mixed-use uh, shopping center community uh, with housing, with high-end entertainment, uh, retail. 
The only thing that you would recognize, the old Macy's building is staying. We've stripped off the outside, are reskinning it with windows, and are putting in um, creative office and ground-level retail. You know, I can't tell you all of the retailers that are coming, but there's some really exciting ones that we think will be embraced, and oh, it'll become a exciting. new center of gravity for sort of high, high-end entertainment and food. Okay, so the neighbors in that area push back on this a little bit. How did you work through that? Uh it was tough. Um, it was like running a political campaign. In fact, it was wow. a political campaign. Yeah. And without getting too much into the history, uh, there was an initial plan. And, well, there was a plan that was approved by the previous owner that some people actually forgot was approved. And then a new plan that was proposed. And that's what people were pushing back against. Mm. And that plan you know, went to a ballot and the citizens of Holiday voted it down. Uh, which we respect. We listened to what they had to say and we changed the plan and actually reverted to an iteration of what was previously approved. And that's what's getting done right now. And, you know, we sort of talked about those growing pains. Once again, I think some people got used to it being a giant dirt dirt field yeah. <laughs> for a so decade what? and no traffic. Did but, they hold like a special election or like what ballot was it on? Um, what, I, I, I couldn't explain in detail the uh, exact political process, but I know a law was changed in Utah where if you gain enough signatures uh, on a project, it can the citizens can vote on it whether to go ahead or not. Okay, so they so put it on a municipal ballot. They put it on the municipal ballot. So citizens of Holiday decided whether to do it or not. We've we faced that in a few places. Okay. So they said no. We listened to it. We changed, and we're moving ahead with something. And I think long term, it's going to be it's going to be something that people will love. And we were already seeing it's sort of interesting. I think some of the people that opposed it, you know, one of the one of the projects, you know, the, the first phase, if you were to look at it, has ground level retail, parking, apartments, and condos at the top, and a lot of the people who are buying the condos are <laughs> the the residents. The they were the that, first in line. They, they opposing. Made, I don't know if they yeah. opposed it or not, but it's the people who are downsizing and saying, "I don't need a big house here with a lawn. I'm going to go live in a condo, but I want to still be in the neighborhood." Mm-hmm. And so I think it's it's a nice mix of. You know, I, I think it speaks to what Holiday wants, but we're also bringing in some some new and exciting stuff. And you know, remembering that it used to be a shopping mall, it used to attract a lot of, yeah. of traffic. And and actually, what we do will probably generate less traffic. When is term. it supposed to be finished? It uh, in the end, it'll take seven or eight years. We're doing it by phase. So this first phase will deliver apartments. Will open uh, early next year. We'll break ground on the next phase. Um, end of this year. So sort of phase by phase, but all said and done, it's a pretty, pretty large project that'll take, you know, seven, eight years. Oh, well, Development is always hard, but I will say Woodbury Corporation does it right. We are so grateful to have you on the show with us today, Danny. It's always nice to just explain to our KSL friends what's going on. Obviously, you talked about two huge projects, the 300 acres that you own in Vineyard that you're redeveloping, and then also this Conwood Mall project. You have so many other projects that are going in Utah you're making Utah a better place, even though there's, you know, it's a little growing pains. It's a little bit hard to see that. But once it's done, you always do a classy job and you actually raise the value of the residential homes in those areas. I really appreciate you, Danny. Danny Woodbury with the Woodbury Corporation. Thanks again, Danny, for being on our show. It was such a pleasure and I hope to do it again. Great. My name is Heather Osmond, owner of the Osmond Designs Furniture and Interior Design Stores. Together with Lindsay Ertz from KSL, you listen to the KSL Real Estate Show. We'll be back next week. Thanks so much for joining us today.